I uh, enjoy podcasting. It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? You ever do Mad Dog 2020? Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared. Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello. I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching, Searching for, for Rick. Rick. Somebody's 40 years old. I had a and birthday. And it's not me. No. Had a birthday. You yeah. did. Yeah. And you know, it feels a lot like 39. Oh, really? Which, funny, in 39, I felt a lot like 38. So you get my point. You're getting younger? No, it's just, that's, it's the same. it all feels the same. It all it's feels all the, same the same thing. You're only as old as you feel. And I play tennis twice a week. So twice a week? You yeah. tell me how old I am, <laughs> yeah. young lady. Um, twice a week tennis. I bet there's some 70 year olds out there that are giving you a room for your money. <laughs> Probably more than that. <laughs> yes. But I, mean, I like to think that it makes me feel young. To, but you to, wear contacts now. And I wear contacts. But here's the reason I wear contacts. I wear contacts now because the masks that we oh, wear. Oh, you fog it which up. Which I should have worn into here, but I was just so walking in here because you guys didn't wear masks Nobody's either. here. Nobody's here. No. So um, I wear masks everywhere, and so my glasses get fogged up from the gla- from, from the mom, from the mask. So just I get said, those I'm masks that clip to your nose. I do like they still. they bend over your nose over the bridge of your nose like the little one the, with the little metal thing in there. Nope, doesn't work. So and this so kind of confirms you're a heavy mouth breather, which I'm sure oh, yeah. many listeners suspected along sure. the way anyway. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Because> um, <laughs> and, uh, is it evident that I breathe out of my? I used to breathe out of my mouth heavily for sure when I was a child. I used to, I remember I remember my parents and my brother whoever saying Jared close your mouth a lot no. yeah yeah but it your happens. resting face instead of like a resting bitch face it's a resting like off face like the mouth is open yeah and yeah. I, I wish you could see it uh people listening but you can't see they can imagine they can imagine just imagine me with my mouth open. so we discussed a little bit um on episode 15 that was about Emmanuel Lewis yeah. We discussed a little bit about your upcoming 40th birthday and your plans, and you were kind of toggling with the idea of doing a photo shoot because you said you got probably 3,000 people that were planning to celebrate your birthday. And so the idea of doing kind of a distant <laughs> get-together just wouldn't work as how do you do that for 3,000 people. And so you, you told us you were going to do a photo shoot to commemorate the moment. Did that happen? Did I say 3,000 people? Yes, and it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I said 3,000 well, people. Okay. But I do think it would be a lot of people. <laughs> we'll put a little cut in here of the cut. exact part where he said 3,000 people from episode 15. Um, so did you do the photo shoot instead? Cause you said I did th- do the photo shoot. Oh, you did? I did do the photo shoot. Uh, when, pray tell, will we see these photos? Oh, they're on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I don't think you need to see the entire one. I want, I, so I took the. Did you I took go to three a of the studio? No, I just went outside because I'm COVID free. You just did them with your cell. You set your mm-hmm. own. IPhone I had a friend or? who used a professional f- camera. Okay, and you had outfits picked out. And I picked out some outfits. And did they play music while you were doing the photo shoot? No, because we were in public. Okay. So we can't do that. You ever seen people do photo shoots around town? Like it's a it's a good old Atlanta photo shoot. Like if you find there are there are places in Atlanta people go to literally with photographers and they get and they do these. I shoots. avoid photo shoots like the plague 
So, like, we have literally one family photo shoot we've ever done with my family, and that was with Where? my first kid. I have never done it again. You haven't done it with your second kid? No, he's fine. Finn's going to hate you. We'll do I a hope cut Finn out. listens to this when he's grown. <laughs> we'll do a cutout of him and, like, paste him onto the other ones. I just, I don't like getting my picture taken. I'm no. better live action. I don't. Get, you I'm not good at stills. You better at least get some family um, photos. I'll draw. Family photos are important. Yeah, yeah. I'll draw. Some yeah, pictures. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, the other thing you requested for your fortieth was to have a wiki page set up for you. I did not request the wiki. Again, page. it's recorded, and anyone that just listened to episode fifteen <laughs> will know that I'm right on this. Um, I did not he said, "I really that. want a wiki page, so you can email them information." Really, I did that Shut with up. your bio. They have Where do you get my bio from? That I wrote for you. <laughs> they came back to me and said there was not enough newsworthy or historically relevant content for your page, and they suggested you just set up a Facebook account. <laughs> so is I tried. Real? I don't. I tried. I this don't. Isn't real. I don't know what to do. This is but, not real. Um, anyway, is this the real I think if if you continue down, you know. This is this podcasting adventure. You'll be wiki page. I think so. Give relevant. Give us another. We need two more good seasons under our belt. Right, so exactly. We can say, and then the we'll three really season running, searching for Rick's co-host. <laughs> we'll hit our stride. We'll hit our stride. Every time um, our article is written by, about us by then, too. So that was a little catch-up from last episode. Nice. I also have some, like, fact-check-ish stuff. Um, more of filling in the holes that Jarrett left in his research on Emmanuel. Um, what? Yeah, big holes. No. Um, one was we were talking about this tiny wonder the whole time, and Jared didn't even know how tall he was. Emmanuel Lewis is four foot three inches tall. To give everybody some scale I mean, here, we all know he is. Well, of course, but you kind of want to understand. And then we were is talking about Gary, Gary Coleman. Col- he is Gary Coleman's four eight. Yeah, he he seemed taller. Gary Coleman's got five inches on him, but Emmanuel Lewis has held on to his boyish charm, whereas Gary Coleman actually he, has he aged, aged a bit. Yeah. Well, Gary Coleman's dead. So. And the, oh. <laughs> Fact check that. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, yes, Gary Coleman looks significantly <laughs> older than him. He is so much older. Um, and then we talked a little bit about the Burger King commercial Emmanuel did when he was younger. He actually did 60 different commercials 60? for 60 different companies. Yeah. Oh, wow. In that time. So he, he raked in some money doing that. And then after the show, we, had talk, we talked about him being in college. He actually started a limo service in Atlanta, dropped out of college for a little bit, and started E. Lewis Limo. Mm. So that you could drive around in style and have snacks and drinks of your choosing and find undiscovered places in Atlanta. Wow. It lasted a year and then closed down. Um, anyway, he went on. He actually started his own record label, Flex Floss Entertainment. Haven't heard of it. Should, they signed the R&B duo face-to-face. You should have done the episode. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Face-to-face didn't really go anywhere. But he did have some stuff in the 2000s. So he was part of the first cast of The Surreal Life. Do you remember that show? We talked about this. I didn't listen. And then, <laughs> um, but then he did, what I was going to say is in 2007, he did The Surreal Life Fame Games as well. So he did two of those. Fame Games. I yes. think I said that too. Um, do. I don't know. Um, the other thing that he did, or that we talked about, was the theme song. And I believe he tried to give us a rendition of... Of Webster? The Webster theme song. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. Uh. <laughs> it, it didn't sound like that. But the, the song was Then I Ca- Then Came You, and it was written by Steve Nelson and Madeline Sunshine. 
Anyway, that's it. We don't have to play the whole thing. Uh, why not? <laughs> First of all, I have an affinity for 80s TV theme songs. Well, because it takes you back. There's like a it's comfort nostalgic. there, don't you First think? First of all, there's that. Yes, there's yes. totally a comfort. But I'm just so good at it. Like We played this game, um, some friends of mine and I, we were, of course, drunk in the house, and we played this game of guess that 80s theme song, and I was just knocking them out. These the hidden talents. I'm just the wordist. Right. It's it, another... Another you know, talent of the wordist. Another special ability, if yeah. you will. Not even yeah. talent. We can figure out ability. how to monetize. Game shows. Do you just need to be on game shows? I don't even know if a game show is ready for this. Right. I'm, you bring too much yeah. too much heat. Just I understand. Way too much. I'm going to be like... Make everyone feel bad. You know. Um, I think I'm cheating. So in follow-up as okay, well, I remember, we I gave I do remember you, that intro, though. I mean, I don't remember the words. That's a very vague intro, though. I would think I would lose on yeah, Guess That one. Yeah. I couldn't even find the song. Like, I had to find the song on YouTube. I could not find it on Spotify or anything. Oh, of course. Um, so we did give you some homework from last episode. I know you've been watched feverishly working on it. No, you already watched it on yours two episodes ago. <laughs> oh, um, this was that I gave you permission to do one show pitch for Emmanuel Lewis because you said you thought you could come up with something that would play, that was, like, satirical, that would play on his... Um, stature a bit and would be him making fun of himself but would be fun we talked about life's too short oh like he needs a show and like that he needs Davis a sh- yeah show. he needs a show that like you know is fun and helps him make fun of himself clearly you did not complete your homework assignment so we will revisit I mean you didn't even follow up with me about this I don't know uh, anyth- I didn't I'm, know anything I'm not about your this. mother you're 40 you're 40 <laughs> years old in fact I have a he is 40 years old and in his uh, new um I'm in my notes right now 40-year-old self, he is going to do his own homework. Do you know who we're talking about today? Uh, I'm going to give you a hint. Oh. Do you want a hint? No. Oh. Um, well, no, give Why me a hint. Why did you just ruin that? Okay. <laughs> uh, is that the Whistler from... Um... Oh, come on. Just close your eyes. Enjoy it. 1988 whistling champion Dexter Carlisle. No. <laughs> We're talking about Bobby McFerrin. I know Bobby McFerrin when I hear him. Uh, where are you, Bobby? What have you been up to ooh, since ooh, ooh, this amazing song? Is that like ranked on a, is that song ranked somewhere on a list? Like as far as like the greatest songs of all time? On, on my list, no, oh, like, like a, a real, real legitimate list? list. What What are those? Like you want to hear? Like AFI, you know, how AFI has the hundred greatest movies of all time or whatever. Like, um, is there a music or oh, Billboard? I'm oh, I'm sure Billboard has something. I'm sure it's on a Billboard list. Sure, like the happiest songs of all time. Happiest songs. Um, I feel like any feel good song should be on the greatest song list. I'm not having to look that up, even though that was not. Um, I'm sorry. Making you do extra credit. Extra credit. Uh, So let's, we'll we'll find that information out for you on Don't Worry, Be Happy. I can look that up. We're we're talking about Bobby McFerrin today. Cool guy. Super interesting. Bobby McFerrin. So Bobby was born in Manhattan, um, true New Yorker. But the cool part is he's the son of 
an operatic singer, baritone Robert McFerrin, and another singer, Sarah Cooper. Did not know that. Um, And his father was obviously an American operatic baritone and the first African-American man to sing at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. So that's pretty cool. Like, uh, in the record books. black history right there. Black history. So, obviously, he grew up in a musical household, right? Mm -hmm. So, he... He, you know, was in bands when he was younger. He, jazz primarily, um, has his own jazz band in high school. And, um, I mean, he was just set up to be um, an American musical icon. Uh, But what's interesting about him is he kind of spent some time on his craft. So he didn't actually come out with his first album or anything until Mm -hmm. 82. So at that point... He was in his 30s. He knew kind of who he was, what his style was, and he'd actually spent years before that, he'd spent notably two to three years not listening to any other music. He didn't want to be influenced. He mm-hmm. wanted to be his own guy. Of course. Own sound. You can tell that, though, by the by his, um, just a for example, I, I didn't know that he was, I thought he was from the islands, but he's not even from like his his vo- his voice just sounds like it's from there or whatever. Yeah, he sings. no, not from there. He's a little song I wrote. But That's he just, what I thought. He I was just, like, oh, I think okay, he just swung into that because that was kind of the vibe of the song, right? But you still you don't make that vibe unless you're from there. I don't think there are plenty of Australian and Canadian singers that are country music singers. Oh, that's true. And they are swinging into a vibe you're that right. they are not from. You're absolutely right. Shout, <laughs> so, out. Shout out to uh, Faith Hill's husband. You're a character. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think a lot of people, for them, performing is about becoming something. I doubt he did interviews in an accent. If he did, that's weird. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe he's a method, method actor. Just saying. Uh Anyway, so he, he had a self-titled album that came out in 82, uh, and I think, it, you know, it got some critical thing, acclaim, but it didn't really go anywhere on the pop charts or anything like that. So the big song that we just played that we all know him for, Don't Worry, Be Happy, was a number one pop hit. Um, it hit the airwaves in 88. Yes. Um, and also that same year, one song of the year, just record celebrated. of the year at the 89 Grammys. 32 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. Um, And it was the theme song for George Bush Sr.'s election campaign. Really? Yeah. Uh, So if you didn't think those two things went together. It was on the cocktail uh, soundtrack, too. Yeah. Oh, cocktail. Mm. If everybody remembers in the first couple episodes, or first episode, Remember when Tom Cruise was (laughs) likable? I referenced cocktail. Was that movie that I wanted to rent at that... Oh yeah, that's right. You did say that. Movie theater and a movie theater, uh, movie rental place, and I wasn't allowed to watch it. And then by the time I finally watched it, I was like, (laughs) I thought there was going to be some so lackluster, some craziness in here. But Tom Cruise doesn't do that in his movies. What his own stunts? He doesn't do nudity. He does do his own stunts. We all know this. That's why he doesn't do nudity because he does his own stunts. Oh, you do one or the other. Sex at sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you heard it here. First, folks. You heard it. <laughs> Jarrett must have knowledge of Come at things. me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I said it, Tom Cruise. I guess he's never going to be on this Katie Holmes uh, said. Show. She didn't have to say it. It's what she didn't say that really yeah, that true. really mattered. Anyway, so, you know, obviously Don't Worry, Be Happy was so big that 
all of us are familiar with yeah. that. That grew up in that era. There was a music video that went along with it that had both Robin Williams and Christopher Reeves in it, if everybody remembers. I do not remember this at all. Where they were just being so fun and goofy. Go look it up on YouTube. It's Are they throughout cute. the entire video? Oh, yeah. And Christopher Reeves, like, dances. He's in a little suit. He does the little hat thing. Yeah. It's too soon. Is it too soon? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's been Just picture it, Christopher Reeves. I guess when well, you can watch a Superman movie. I guess you can watch him dancing as well. Yeah, but don't we want to think of him like that? Don't That's you think true. he would prefer that we think of him I dancing and think saving of him lives? In a I'm sorry. That's me. I think he would want us to think of him as saving lives in a cape and dancing and as dancing opposed to, to don't worry, be happy. in a wheelchair. Uh, I agree. And who else is in it? Robin Williams? And Robin Williams. Oh, they're both dead. They've both passed, yeah. I love them both too. They're both just two of my favorite people. Like as far as actors, I mean, not like not like I like Christopher Reeves was. Yeah, they're both great. Really? He's like he was a really great actor. Yeah, uh, he was in a movie called Somewhere in Time. I don't know if you ever saw this movie. No. My mother grew up. Oh yeah, you didn't really like I said. You didn't really have an eighties childhood. Well, that's not really an eighties movie that every kid has seen. I think that's even. older than that. You said it's your mother old, grew up watching. No, well, no, no, she didn't grow up watching it. She just she loves it so much. And I think it came out like in nineteen eighty exactly. Okay. And uh, so she loved it so much that we like had to watch it as kids, and we liked it. It was like it's a love story, but like this guy goes back in time. He falls in love with this lady's uh, portrait in this hotel. And he goes he goes back in time to find this lady, and he falls in love with her or whatever. So he's it's, like the ultimate stalker. It's a very stalkery story, yes, because he because he he embodies this character to go back in time. Like the way he time travels is the weirdest thing ever. Like it, it you know uh, the, the way it breaks time. Uh, the the way he does it, like he holds his penny, and it's it's the dumbest, weirdest thing. He dresses in a certain clothing. He he thinks if he if his mind is is in this time period, then he'll be in this time period. Anyway, so he finally gets to that time period, and he meets this lady from the picture, and he does fall. I think it's Jane Seymour actually. Uh, he falls in love with her. It's a mm. good movie. You should really check it out. Uh, Somewhere in time. Okay. Uh, Christopher Reeve. I swear. Um, but yeah, of course, and Robin Williams, you know, just, uh, I just love well, him so much. Of course, Every movie he board. does is just gold. And if you watch old interviews with him, you know, on like The Tonight Show or oh, the, yeah, 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 whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like the big interviews, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. just, he's, he's out, he's yes, crazy, he's but he's so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. I agree. Anyway, back to Bobby McFerrin. I'm sorry. Well, at least we were somewhat close. We were somewhat close this time. You're right. <laughs> we can come back pretty yeah. quickly. Anyway, so he... You know, obviously did did that music video with them to promote the the song, which was a huge hit, and still honestly is. A I big think hit. so. I mean, people cover it. I'm pretty sure there's been some mm-hmm. covers of the song as well, and I've heard it so many times with people's ringtones. I mean, it's everywhere. Um. Yeah. Don't worry. Be happy. Is really what 2020 should. That should be 2020's mantra. Uh, it's a very good song to go. I feel with like it always year. puts you in a good mood. I agree. Just the vibe of it, right? Like, just when you hear it. Yeah, you just can't help, like, you want to pop a beer at least, wanna, or you want There's wanna... a little bit of a move to it. Yeah, the whistling makes it feel like we're relaxing. It's very islandy. Yes. Yeah. And that's probably what the vibe he wanted, and that's I think why that's why. I th- yes, maybe that's yes. why I think he's... That's why I thought he was from the islands, because it, it just gave it me does the feel vibe. Like that. It's just a, like yeah. a... Yeah, like a, like a... You know, people... I, I heard people thought Bob Marley sang the song. Like, I, 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 on YouTube, um, there's lots of... Bob Marley, Don't Worry, Be Happy video. But it's the Don't Worry, Be Happy. It's the Don't Worry, Be Happy video. Yeah. Yeah. And that's some shit. No. Uh, So he, uh, big, big fame over that. That's how we all know him. And then he went on to do some stuff. You know, he, he was, um, he recorded the um, 
Pink Panther theme song for the movie Son of Pink Panther in 93, which I'm not super familiar with. Um, But then in the 90s, he guest conducted orchestras all across the country. And Mm, um, yeah, and so in the late 90s, he actually toured a concert version of Porgy and Bess, partly to honor his father who sang the role for Sidney Poitier in the 59 film. Of course he did. Oh, wait, wait. He was the voice? He was Sidney Poitier's singing voice? He was voice? the singing voice How in the cool film. is it? So if I go back and watch, watch Porgy and Bess, the movie right now, and I watch and Sidney Poitier singing, that singing McFerrin's voice is father. McFerrin's father. Yes. Robert McFerrin? Robert McFerrin. Tearing it up. Get out of here. Um, and then he also, with Porgy and Bess, he wanted to preserve the score's jazziness because he feels like Largely white orchestras mm. tend not to play around the bar lines or stretch or bend at I all agree. and just play what's written. So he wanted it, it to be what he felt like is the... It's a very jazzy opera. I right, agree. exactly, and, and continue that feel. So he did that in the 90s, which is pretty cool. And, you know, he's kind of just continued down that route with conducting as he sees fit when he sees fit i'm guessing that don't worry be happy is still sending some checks in the mail oh i'm sure um you can't go anywhere in this world without hearing that song no it it, i'm sure it's on all kinds of playlists i'm sure it's like you mentioned in a couple of films um so he he's he's still getting some oh yeah more than a couple of films i'm sure yeah i can think of yeah, there's quite a few films that use that song. So. Well, and there may be stuff where people are sampling some of it, things like that. Yes, at least the here's a little song I wrote. Don't worry, be they're at least doing that part or the. They're doing it's just one of those. Fun times. It's, it's just fun times. It's a it's a likable song, and you know not and as, not every song can say that. You know, it's a likable song. You know, like a song where you can just hear it anytime you want. Like there is a short list of songs that you know you can just hear anytime and just be okay with it. Absolutely. And then there's some songs that definitely had their moment and that they needed to just stay in that moment. Yeah, like yes, absolutely. Like Don't Worry Be Happy has a like many generations. A lifetime of moments. The thong song needs to stay where the thong song started. So let me tell you. I yeah. ask at every wedding, particularly the reception, not at during of the ceremony. Of course you do. But during the reception, I have to ask the DJ, can you please play a thong song? And the crowd goes wild every single time. Of course, because it takes them back to that moment in what? The, it was the 90s song? Just like Don't Worry, Be Happy. Don't Worry, Be Happy, though. Doesn't that take you back to when you My point that? with Don't Worry, Be Happy is like you can sit with your grandmother and she enjoys Don't Worry, Be Happy as much as you do, whereas the thong song is going to be, if you were that generation, the, your the thong song hit when you are in high school or early college, yes, everybody's yeah, going to go. when you're the grandma, you're going to be the grandma enjoying thong song uh, when you hear it on the radio. Sure. I used to shake my ass at the. Don't worry, be happy is multi generational. The college block party, we used to shake my ass at that. I don't, I, he's me not pretending to be me. Girls. I don't know. I'm not me sure. Me and the other sorority girls right used to pull our thongs off and we used to shake them in what? a twister. <laughs> what school did you go to again? That's not, that didn't happen. That happened at your school. I think I was still in high school when it came out. You were probably oh, in college. Oh, well, stop shading me. You're like a year behind me, Alice. Jesus Christ. Um, Maybe two. Don't Worry, Be Happy, though, obviously is Bobby McFerrin's most listened to song. I'm just quoting it on Spotify. Yeah, he got two, he got two Grammys. 180 million plays, mm-hmm. which means he got $10 on Spotify. <laughs> um, 
And then his next is Common Threads. 1.1 million plays. Anyway, so he's... So, what about the song you got to know Matt? You got to know Matt. Do you know that song? Nope. Nobody knows that song. What are you talking about? Hang on a second. It's a video with it, too. I can see you listening to this every morning. My mom played it for me because I was bad at math. You weren't ma- You were bad, or you just didn't like math. Um, I was good at. I was good at writing. I was like, I was an Englishy writing kid. Englishy. Yeah. Well, the wordist, that's a wordist word. Englishy is allowed in wordism. um, Definition is like Especially when you're as acute in word knowledge as the wordist. You should be able to know when to take words and make, and I'll put a Y at the end of it, (laughs) make it an E sound. Englishy. Englishy. It's a thing. I mean, you understood what I was saying though, didn't you? Did you not understand what I was saying? The word is sortish. Sortish. You know exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. So that song I remember from Bobby McFerrin as well because I was bad at math. And did this song actually inspire you to be like, no? Right. Okay. Well, my mom was. My mom wanted me to know that you know, in order to be whatever you want to be, you got to know math. And I was okay. like, that's not true. I want to write. And she was well. like, oh well, shut up. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, lesser known tune by Bobby McFerrin. Wanna be. Yeah, wanna Want be. Want to be. Uh, okay, so Bobby has three kids. He's still with his first wife. Are they musically inclined too? They are musically inclined. Um, at least one of them, Madison McFerrin, is a singer songwriter in her own right. She attended Berkeley School of Music. Of course. And she sung the national anthem at Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign rally. Word. She did get a little criticism because in some critics' minds, she boggled it a bit. And she even, you know, actually Bobby McFerrin came out and said, like, it's a really hard song and not everybody has an on night. Like, let it go. I think that, you know, since you're the resident singer in this group, I'd like to get your take of the national anthem. If you could sing a couple bars of it, we want to know how hard it really is. Um, National Anthem is a hard song to sing, uh, and uh, I've never sung it in public. I've We're sung not it in, in public the shower. right now. We're not in public. We're in the but, basement. Uh, I, mean, I can give you a, you know, a criticism of singing the National Anthem is you, you have to know, like you have to start lo- as low as you can because uh, people start too high, and that high point in the song of the land of the free, it's too high for people, and they don't end up hitting it. So uh, you have to remember to just keep it in your key, and keep it in your in your vo- vocal. Actually, sing below your key, probably. You to probably start. should sing it below your key. Yeah, so at, that you don't go outside your range. Yeah, go outside your range. Yeah, you should definitely uh, know your range too to know that uh, you know you should start at where to start when you sing, and remember where you start. Know your key. Know your pitch. Jesus Christ. I bet you most of these singers know their pitch or they, they go over it ahead of time and then they just totally get nervous and f- flip out. For sure. And the national anthem does get butchered a lot. Oh, so many people. Uh, it. It's also one of those things where it's like, do you think other countries, I'm not familiar with the national anthems of other countries, 
But do you think that the re- other countries made their country song so hard to sing? Like, why wouldn't you just keep it in the same key as, like, key, excuse me, as, like, happy birthday? Like, let's make it so every American can sing this song and not sound ridiculous. Well, I know that in Great Britain, uh, their song is God Save the Queen, right? Which sounds, the tune sounds like uh, my country, Tis of Thee. That's, that's their national anthem. You okay. Know, you got to fact check that for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! I just don't, I don't want to mislead the people. <laughs> Look up God Save the Queen I and will. My Country Tis of Thee. Um, I just think that we could, you know, while we're revising everything in the in our history right now, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and change that song up a little bit. Uh, people have been questioning, let's... Why do we even have this national anthem? It's not even meant for everybody, and like you know, the fact that it mentions slavery in the right, like let's let's just rewrite and make a a more inclusive, a more inclusive national anthem. To be honest, when the anthem was written, when it was written, it was not a very inclusive country. Oh no, and we'd <laughs> stolen it. It's the country. It was the country of the whites, right. and it still is. Yeah, but. And America swears it's the most inclusive, wonderful country in the world. I just swear there are other countries that are more inclusive. Well, we're going to put this on our list because there's going to be a lot to do in the next couple of years, especially if we (laughs) keep going the direction we're headed. Especially. Um, Not that this isn't super important, but rewriting the national anthem, we'll put it on the list and, you know, on top of so many other things. We're trying to change some street names right now. Oh, can't Um, even do that. Yeah, so we got we got big things headed our way. We can't even get the Braves to agree to change the name from the Braves. Oh, but I'm that's sorry. been going on for years. That's for years. That argument has been going on for years with the oh, Braves. God. And that's kind of why I don't support the Braves. Did they like, drop the tomahawk chalk? Chop, excuse I me. That was like, such well, a big you know, thing with well, the Braves. because you know this is a season without a fan, so you know they 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 had an opportunity to not even do it. Like right. they, they said, we're going to they were going to take it out. But I mean, they didn't have fans this year, so it's not like they can. And especially with the fans, they, can still was, do it. Whenever there's they been do it. the tomahawk chalk, and then the call that goes with it. The oh, well, it doesn't make it any better when you do. That <laughs> That's what you did, right? Nobody does. I that haven't been to a Braves game since Nobody I was ever does that. Five. The they don't do that on their mouth. Just oh, you. Oh, 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 no, just you. I'm pretty sure that was you at the uh, chop house, drunk. I was, I was five. How five? I haven't been to a Braves drunk. game, and I don't. I Since can't you were remember. Five? Turner Field. You I'm were gonna five go at with. Field? That's crazy. Uh, maybe not. I'm kidding. Um, I'm about to say that was after the Olympics. I probably went to one a Braves game. When I was twenty. Baseball is so boring. long and yeah. boring. I, I usually try to show up by the sixth inning. So oh, I mean, show up at the end. See, that's smart. Yeah. I I just want to leave like after the third. Like I had my hot dog. Yeah, I have no problem. I had my up beer. Late to a baseball game. I'm out of here. I have no problem showing well, up. Well, nothing happened. Game. Nothing happened. The first four innings are a wash. Oh. Unless it's an early game. Like like where like where's an early hit? Like people are hitting early or whatever. Which that. I have an happens. uncle that's obsessed with the Braves, so he would be very upset. Uh, Luckily, he doesn't listen to this. Is he an older guy? I mean, he's older than me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so older older older. People, particularly from the South, love the Braves. Like my my, my dad loves the Braves. My uncles. He lives in South Carolina and drives. Oh, my uncles from North the Carolina love the Braves. They they come down like they they, they used to come well, they used to, but in a previous time, you know, they would come down to the. I stadium. think it was because it was this this pastime. They used to want to get a hot dog. They used to yeah, want to do the, like the whole, whole shebang. Thing. They want to do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to get a hot dog when I go to. I'm not gonna lie. 
I can't go to a baseball game without getting a hot dog. Well, I just don't eat a hot dog any other time of the year. What else do I eat a hot dog? Oh, yeah, 4th of July. What are you talking about? Oh, is that the other time to eat a hot dog? Any outdoor grilling holiday is a, is a, is a hot dog is holiday. A hot dog, like uh, Memorial Day. Okay. Hot dog. Hot dog. Um, Labor Day. Hot dog the hot dogs day. are, yeah, we make them for the kids. I could eat a hot dog anytime. I, I, I could eat one. I just don't usually. I like them kind of dressed up now because I'm grown. Like, um, I like a little extra stuff. Besides mustard me. and ketchup. I, I like put mustard and ketchup in that. That's it? it? Yes. Relish? Ugh. Really? Onions? Yeah. No. Mm. No, no, no. I don't want Not all even that like junk chili on there. Or? Oh, Chili dogs are the most disgusting thing in the world. Shut up. Why? Chili dogs are delicious. Why in the world would you put chili on a hot oh, dog? Because it's delicious. Ugh. Have you ever had a chili dog? No. What are your, do- what are your thoughts they on look corn gross. dogs? Um, I don't like them because they... Why? Well, they taste weird and that hot dog in the middle amazing. is always... Is that a hot dog? It's, it's very strange no. because it's cooked Especially inside cooked of perfectly. that bread. No, it's and cooked. And so it's not crispy. It's, it's like, usually cooked before it goes in the It's batter. like a weird gray color. No, the hot dog's usually cooked before it goes in the batter. I don't know what hot dog you're eating. You mean chicken <laughs> But don't you think it was like boiled? It was at least boiled and then put on a stick yeah, a and then battered and then dipped the in the worst. fryer. Ooh. My kids love So you them. prefer a grilled hot dog I, over yes, a grilled course. wiener over Everybody a should. Wiener. I mean, yeah. I like a boiled wiener. I don't mm-hmm. mind a boiled wiener. Um, corn dogs have their place with children because you can just hand it to them. It's so easy. It's so easy. Well, that's why I like it, too. They're not getting stuff everywhere. They can dip it in the ketchup. It's Same not like they're dripping like ketchup it. down their shirt. I'm a kid, but. I guess. Well, I think we established that in your <laughs> dietary. Uh, all right, to wrap up uh, on McFerrin, to go back. I'm sorry. Tangent. That was a that was a wild tangent. I'm sorry. This is honestly the last thing about McFerrin. Hot dogs, really? Hot dogs <laughs> and Bobby McFerrin. Um, he, as we do with this podcast, we happen to pick people that were kind of in obscurity and then mm-hmm. as soon as we put it on our list they just come into the limelight they just show up huh yeah did so he show up he showed up McFerrin was just honored with the national endowment for the arts jazz masters congratulations dr McFerrin. at the end of august of this year i don't think that makes him a doctor but i think that's really awesome no no no, that doesn't make him a doctor. you said a macarthur grant no <laughs> <laughs> i said a national endowment for the arts <laughs> Jazz Masters Award. MacArthur Woo! Foundation recipient, Bobby McFerrin. We, th- we, we, we salute you, sir. Right. And uh, if the MacArthur Foundation is listening, we would like to nominate <laughs> Dr. Bobby <laughs> Dr. Bobby McFerrin. What's his middle name for real? Let's look, let me look. I did this. not have his middle name written down. Gene uh, feels right. I know Gene just because uh, he's not. It does. Keith. Keith. Keith and Gene are probably interchangeable. Keith is such a. His real name is Robert. First of all, Keith Robert McFerrin Keith is Jr. a basic name. So that was That's his a very father's basic name. name. I'm glad. I'm, I'm always glad when basic name people become successful. And Bobby Keith McFerrin is a very basic name. Like, yeah, but you there's like a hundred like, Bobby Keith McFerrin. You can you can meet McFerrin's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little obscure. Unique. Yeah. yeah. When you think when I, when I think McFerrin, the first McFerrin, I think it was Bobby. McFerrin. Exactly. So that's all we had on McFerrin. I love him. I love the song. Always makes me happy. Woo! <laughs> anyway, that's a wrap on Bobby McFerrin. We should talk about pop culture because a lot has happened. Uh, yeah. Such um, as... Well, since last you and I talked, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's hard saying her name. Really <laughs> Shout out to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um... And so, of course, you know, we've got everybody freaking out because 
the Republicans are moving quickly to replace her, and there was a ton of backlash yeah. because I'm not gonna, uh, I hate there were being... some things said in the last election cycle about nominating. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about these political parties, because, I mean, the Democrats are no better, because I think that, they're you know, not. They're, you know, not. they're just as... You know, trying to fight things if the things Absolutely. are the balls in their court too. So it's just, I find it the whole back and forth. Like we can't have bipartisanship for anything, which is why I said we need to have multiple parties. Like we don't like the fact that we just have a two party system is so well. Weird and to this, me. I think that you know, I, nobody can deny that in the last four. Even five years, that has really reared its ugly head. Yes, is, it's is, shown how ugly both and, sides can be. And how just it works against productivity. It works against actually responding to what the people want. Mm -hmm. It just becomes this infield fighting for power. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's super unhealthy. And, you know, I obviously Politics. we have to get through a next election cycle, Ooh. but... Which is, politics has become so Something's toxic. Something's got to break or something's Something. got to give. Something. Like, it's just insane right now. And I can't deal with this anymore. It's exhausting. I'm going to have to, everybody keeps saying when I'm moving to Canada. I'm seriously considering. Would Canada be it? Would that be would the that move? Would that be the move? Yeah. Well, because it's overseas, I feel like it would be just too expensive just to even get over there. I feel right. like it would be cheaper just to get to Canada. Like, if I wanted to, like, if I had to buckle down and, like, all I have are what I have on my person, like the money that I have with me or whatever, then I would have to go Throw to it in back your car and just drive across the border. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Canada is going to be shutting Americans yeah, at some down. Point it's gonna be shutting After this people. election, they're going to be like, look. Well, if if a certain president. Right. When they're going to be like, this is who you elected. We don't need you here. Yeah, I know. Well, what do you, uh, yeah, and that's the thing is like, I, I don't know how, I mean, I'm, I'm sure how other countries perceive us because of the president that represents us. And I feel like that that's the way countries somehow, or some countries, or the people in certain countries, view us. And that's the way we view other countries, is by their leader. You know, yeah, I, that's unfortunate. I, I, yeah, I view Russia by their leader. Sure. I'm sure there's plenty of nice Russians I'm sure some that wonderful were born Russian people, there. But I assume they are all yeah. like, uh, what's his name? Boris Yeltsin? Oh, my God. <laughs> what's his name? Putin. Mikhail Bor Gorbachev. <laughs> so we. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> um, Putin. Oh Putin. Uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot it for a second. Mikhail Gorbachev. That's it. Yeah. Right. Um, speaking of nineties. <laughs> or the eighties. I don't. Was it eighties? I feel yeah, like it was eighties. Eighties is probably right. Uh, when did the Berlin Wall fall? Eighties. Okay. It's like yeah, eighty-eight so or something 80s. like that. What was it? I think it was like eighty-eight. Fact, fact check. check. <laughs> I knew you were. I don't. I, mean, I don't know if that's worth fact checking. That's that's an easy fact check right there. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. Done. <laughs> Nobody Google it. Nobody, Nobody Google it, it in wait, between wait, wait, episodes. She got it. She's got it. You've got a week. Just, just wait. Hang just, wait tight. just wait a week. You don't need the answers immediately. When was the Berlin Wall taken down? Find out next week. <laughs> bum bum bum. <laughs> we do leave them. We do leave them guessing on here. Yeah. What else happened this uh, this past week that was? Uh, uh, yeah, it was mostly about that in the news, and of course the next nominee. Yeah, Amy find Coney. the next nominee. What do you think about this nominee lady? Do you think she's? Well, she looks batshit crazy when I when I see her uh, pictures. I think they just I think they purposely chose these pictures though, because her hair is like all wild looking, like she just got out of the wind. Well, right. Whatever her your feed sending like you is obviously the more liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she is a Scalia. Minty. Yeah, he she was her his clerk. Yeah, so she's definitely in his um or they're 
I mean, she may not be right. Like she's her own person, but mm. her track record shows and the things that she does show that she's definitely like him and that like the job of the Supreme Court justice is to take what was written in the Constitution and those mm. words and make sure that they're abided by. So like if things come up that were not addressed because it's 2020 and the Constitution didn't have anything in there about mm. anything that's currently happening, um, then it's not for the courts but to decide kind of thing. Uh, so that, you know, on the one end, she may be like that. On the other end, there's been a bit, a lot of conversation about, Obviously, she's a, a very strong Catholic, yeah. and she has a um, very strong conservative belief system that she has said publicly um, is above the law. I don't know. That that may not be a direct quote, but around that, that, like, the belief system of her religion is above, which feels very old-school Catholic. Like, mm. it feels like, um, I don't know, you know, you watch those, like, old shows like the Tudors and stuff like that and breaking from the Catholic how church did, and then saying we're above the law. Because how, does, we're the Catholic how does someone like that become a judge? I just don't, that, that's my issue with, with the, someone who gets to sit on a bench and judge and, and be a actual, you know, decisive judge of someone's life. Or well, but every judge is poorly. a human being and they're all going to have their own predisposed feelings and mm-hmm. beliefs and, Mm-hmm. Um, I think there should be a vetting of judges that where they have to be more neutral. People, yeah, people have it has to be a group of people who are neutral, fair, and balanced individuals. Right, I, you right. can't you can't like because religions and uh, personal ideologies all come into play too hard in the decisions of of of, of people's lives because everybody lives differently. So it's just. I don't know. I feel like people, I don't know. I feel like we should be looking for more fair and balanced court system. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and have conservative judges as well as more progressive judges, but that everybody's coming to the table. Fair and balanced, though. That's fair and balanced, exactly. I mean, you can be conservative all you want. You can be liberal all you want, but at least be fair and balanced to where you realize. Well, and that's the ideal is that you have a Supreme Court that's not partisan. But, Mm -mm. again, you have this two-party system. And they're all pushing mm-hmm. really hard for certain things. So, you know, she would be, uh, you know, if you just look at it on paper and you look at a woman who's, I think she's 48, being even nominated for the Supreme Court, that's huge. She'd be the youngest. And thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for paving the way for that yeah. even to happen. I mean, I know she wasn't the first on the Supreme Court. Ruth wasn't, but um, I guess Sandra I should Day call her Ruth. Was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but she did a ton for, yes. obviously, equal rights. But... I my concern and I think that I would I can't imagine this wouldn't be every parent who has a daughter's concern is that are we going to be entering into this kind of next phase um, in the United States where women and girls have less rights than they did when we like us mm. growing up is my daughter going to have less rights than I do right now mm. it just seems insane to me yeah the fact that our that people's the, that 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 people's rights are hanging in the balance that you want to pull back on that and you and it's you know and of course funny. roe v wade comes up over and over and you know the i just i can't even i don't understand women that don't uphold that that 
If you oh, don't want to get an abortion, don't get don't get an abortion. Just don't get one. It's That's a personal. It's well, a, just don't have sex uh, in the first place. Well, no, not don't have sex, but like don't get an abortion. If you don't believe that abortions are follow what your belief system oh, yeah, is, just don't, have, don't one. have one. Yeah, but not for you. It's a very personal decision. Yeah, for people who need them. And right. And the other thing is, it's opening the door that say, saying we are going to decide what women can do, can and can't do with their bodies. And that is the crack and the foundation. And it's not going to be the end because you start breaking up that foundation. And then we literally do go back to days where all the stuff that Ruth Bader Ginsburg helped do, like if you have your own home loan in your name, guess what? You couldn't have done that before. Mm. You know, there's all these things that like we take for granted. And I'll say, especially our generation as women take for granted because it was always thus. Yes, our our generation is is, is very entitled. right. But what we're learning now is that that can get taken yes. away. So it was only a few. It was, it was not that long ago that these things were implemented. No, it wasn't like this has been this way for hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of years. And now we're anyway. So that that obviously is is one of my biggest concerns with having someone that is so staunchly based in a faith that traditionally does not support women. Mm-hmm. So I think that. Um, we'll see going forward, like give the benefit of the doubt. I, she'll be confirmed. I can't imagine she won't be confirmed at this point, but I think she will. I was just the way they, the whole game plan, like, you know, and Republicans are just, they're, they're brutal. They're relentless. They, they want this. And so they're going to go after it. I think so. Um, you know, and anyway, so we will, uh, we'll see how it plays out and, and hope that, Maybe Roe v. Wade never even comes up as a discussion, mm. but I doubt that's the I case. Know, that's um, the first thing that comes up. Yeah, I gets... think it's just confusing for a lot of people that are um, staunchly like abortion or anti-abortion is that, yes, this is about abortion rights, but it's also just about women's rights, I think, period. Yeah, that's why I don't like calling it abortion rights. I like calling it like choice or but don't you think? Life. Yeah, but don't you think that that's, I mean, that's been part of the campaign the whole time. That's why you have pro-life, pro-life. Pro-life. Yeah. Because pro if you're life. not pro-life, what are you? You don't like life? No, I like oh, death. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it puts people in this weird position. Well, I think choice gives people, a, this gives people an option of the position. Like, right. you know, it is my choice to do this. Right. Or It just goes back to the same thing. If you don't want to have an abortion, don't have one. If you are a man and don't want to sleep with men, don't sleep with them. If you're a woman and don't want to sleep with women, don't sleep with them. It's your choice. Don't marry them. It's your choice. It's all your choice. So I think that that's where us you know, building all these laws around all these things. It's mm. it has nothing to do with the country running better, fiscal responsibility, none of this kind of stuff. It literally has to do with control mm. and an ideal that's outdated and um the patriarchy. Yeah. Down so, with the patriarchy. Down with the patriarchy. Okay, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> it's still sitting here. I'll bring it back if needed, but and um, another thing. <laughs> I'll be bored everybody that. But that's current news. And because we're catching up with ourselves on episodes, it's actually relevant mm-hmm. when people I know. It's this. funny how relevant we've gotten over the last few weeks. Also, uh, it's called procrastination. I know. <laughs> I love not recording. But right. I love recording, too, at the same time. So it's just like, oh, what to do? Uh, what do we do? Anyway, uh, okay. Well, that's all for episode, whatever episode that was. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Searching for Rick. 
And uh, we just want to give a shout out to our sponsors, as always. Disney's the optimal king. Majesty sponsor that we like to shout out, but also shout out to the MacArthur Foundation because we shouted them out today in uh, today's episode. So they clearly uh, sponsored something today. And a special shout out to um, my local Publix for bringing me some nice meats and cheeses before my um, recording today. Publix for shopping is a pleasure. Love that Publix. 